Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the Bubs and Dada Show. I'm Ronnie. I'm Ruby. And this is Conversations Between a Dad and His Daughter. So, continuing from our last episode, we were visiting with Uncle Marky. We're on our last day down in Atlanta, Marietta, sorry, visiting with Uncle Marky and Aunt Tracy. And now we're very excited to have Aunt Tracy on the show today. Mm-hmm. So, Ruby got to spend a whole week with Tracy making pottery. Pottery? Ceramics? Ceramics. Ceramics. Um, And Tracy has her own history with it, so we wanted to just get some background on how you started. It started with your mom, or like how did you get into it? Um, When we were little, or um, my mom and dad had their own ceramic shop outside in the garage, and my mother would teach ceramics um, and paint them, and my dad would do all the pouring um, in the molds and stuff like that. So. I would, my dad would let me help him pour the ceramics in the molds, and I learned how to do it when I would, you know, we started off small, pouring the little flat things, little things like that, and I would always like to go and help him, because I've always enjoyed it, and then my mom would let us paint occasionally, um, but you know, we were kids, so you know, she only had so much patience with us, because you know, we were, we, we weren't always good kids. <laughs> <laughs> So, and then when she would have classes, we would have to be inside the house and stay inside the house. And she would be like, don't you be making a lot of noise because if I, I, if I have to leave this class and come in there, don't make me open a can of whoop butt on you. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we believed her. Well, you know, we didn't believe her once. And then after she opened the can of whoop butt, we believed her after that. So <laughs> we fought very quietly amongst ourselves inside the house. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, so I knew you, it started with your mom, but I didn't know she taught classes. Like how, were the kids adults or how many people was she? It was adults. It was more like mostly adults at that point in time. Um, they would come in. They would be mothers, um, housewives, stuff like that. They would leave their kids at home to get a little night away to spend with their friends um, and, and paint some things. And so they'd have holiday decorations when they came home. And so she, so she would teach people how to paint different types of, you know, how to pour. Um, not so much the pouring. Dad mostly did that, and they sold the stuff. So, but Mom would teach them how to paint when they were, you know, going through, giving them different techniques. And my mom was just very, just naturally talented, but she also was a voracious reader. She wouldn't read anything unless it was craft books. My mom did craft not books. like to read, but if it was craft books or learning how to paint. Um, she would do that, and that was back when you know they tur- they taught people how to do cursive, and and people had you had to practice the handwriting and all that, and it had to be perfect, or the nuns would sl- snap you with that <laughs> ruler. So her handwriting was unbelievably beautiful. Um, so she would you know the, being able to t- she would toll paint calligraphy. She could draw too. She could really draw. So she was really good at it. And. You can't help, you know, she's out there painting, doing classes, and you just can't help but pick it up. So you're playing around painting, doing stuff like that. So they did that for, you know, several years. And that was how my mom earned all her extra cash, which she bought our glasses with and our school books (laughs) and stuff like that. So, you know, all that extra cash, she spent it on the kids because, you know, we're just, we're money pits. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, she got out of it for a while and, and then she went into the corporate world, and that lasted for a little while. Um, she did really well. She um, got up to district area manager because, of course, she was always very artsy. She would set up the displays, do the clothes. She was great at selling things. 
and she just decided she kind of got tired of that and she wanted to start back in ceramics again so she and my dad opened up another shop here in Georgia up by where they lived and they called it Hilltop Ceramics <laughs> and they just accumulated all the the molds again and the ceramics and and just started kind of all over and at that point I was older I had already had Alexis at this point um, my daughter and she I would just go up there because I just enjoyed painting so I would just keep on painting and at this point mom was even much better than she was before and she would say oh try this technique or oh do that technique or I think this would look good like that so we you know and then of course I always like bright colors are my thing. I love bright colors and then of course holidays. So, you know, when she was saying, oh, you need to do this Amuta blue. And I was like, no, I think neon blue, neon blue. That's my color. <laughs> I think it'll look good neon blue. So I just kept painting that way. Um, kept going up there and just painting my own stuff. So after my house was totally full of ceramics, of <laughs> painting my own stuff, um, you know, I just kept you know kept going it that way and then as my mom and dad got older they couldn't do it any longer because it just got too much for me lifting the molds rearranging stuff and being that I was pretty much the only one out of the four kids that really enjoyed it and liked it um I just and I got lucky and I got to inherit all of it and so I got to go up there and get all these molds and find a place to store them. <laughs> and I got the kiln and all the paints and all of her books. Back when they actually did things in books. They didn't have those <laughs> no, magazines. No YouTube. <laughs> yeah, no YouTube is all in books. Some of these magazines aren't even in print anymore, but they've got great, like, oh, look at this technique, you know? All, so I have all these, these the old books and all the old stuff. And that's how, that's how I learned that way. And then of course, you know, when Alexis was little, we Alexis would always go up there too because Alexis liked the arts and the crafts and stuff like that. So she painted a bunch of stuff. Then I still have all the stuff that she painted and I put it out every Christmas and every Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> it's just out there. So yeah, we really, it just kind of got passed on. But it's very calming and peaceful. And it's nice to see, you know, something you do with your own hands. And, you know, it's if you did it, it's not, it's always going to be good because you did it and it's it's always good if you enjoyed it you know as long as you enjoy creating the piece no matter what it is then it was a success well then ruby got very lucky this week to come down and basically spend a week at ceramics camp with mm -hmm. with you um i think you learned that it's art and fun but physical too right i saw the pictures of you pouring the molds and everything and mm -hmm. it's hot out there and how did you like the process? How did you like learning? It was it was really fun. Um, <laughs> Which part of it did you like the whole thing? Did you like one part particular? It's got to be cool just to do it from beginning I, to end. I liked how you could see like um, like how the molds would dry in the slip slip, <laughs> and um, like how it would sink down and the sides would get thick. Cool. You have to uh, get a refresher when you come back, hopefully next summer, and do it again. Mm -hmm. So, what made you decide, I'm going to try this as a little business? Like, what made you decide, hey, there's, was there any one particular thing? Did you have all the stuff, or did you say? I was painting so much stuff um, that we just don't have it, we didn't have any more space for it. 
and in the re- I was painting it all because of my parents had there was a lot of bisque, which is this the white stage mm-hmm. after you fire it the first time from when it's clay and you fire it into the hard bisque. My parents, they, there was so much bisque that they had already poured that no one painted. And I wasn't selling it, so I was just, I just was like, well, I'm not going to let it go to waste. I'm just going to start painting it. So I was painting all this other stuff. And Mark was asking me, where are we going to put this all? And it's, up in the, it's taken up space in the attic. And then I was just like, okay, well, let's just set it out. So I asked a couple friends, and they were like, I'll, I'll take it, I'll take it. And they're like, let me give you something for it. And I was like, yeah, oh, okay, here it was for this or whatever. And they were like, no, 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 you should really sell it. And and I'm and of course I'm thinking, oh, I enjoy doing it, but it's not good enough to sell. And then they're like, I was like, started looking around, and I'm like, well, one, I enjoyed it, and I'm like, and it was, and I looked around at other things, and I'm like, yeah, it's good enough to sell. I guess I was a little better than I thought, <laughs> you know. I go, but you know, I, I wasn't intending to sell anything. And when people started liking it, I was like, sure. I'll sell it, make a little money on the side, at least, at the very least, to break even, you know, for, to, you know, I got, I got to cover my habit. <laughs> <laughs> so you can keep, it allows you to keep doing it and, yeah. and then get the space back to fill mm-hmm. it back up again. To fill it back up again. Um, like what things would your parents pour? Cause I know like what stuff that you would pour, but would it be anything else besides like trees and mushrooms? My dad loved ducks. So <laughs> he would turn around and they, you know, all the, they'd have all the mallards and the, all the duck heads and all this other stuff, all these different types of ducks. And he, he enjoyed pouring all that, but my mom didn't really like painting them as much. She was, she, or she did it first, but she got tired of painting them. So my dad at that point decided, well, uh, he didn't really like to paint paint, but he was good. He was good at painting cars, or he could paint furniture. So he's like, "Well, I'm going to get into the airbrushing because you can paint with a brush and glaze, and you can do things like that. But you can also airbrush things, like he would paint a car. So my dad got himself a little airbrush paint kit, and he would paint things with airbrush before it was cool because <laughs> that's how he knew how to paint because he painted cars because he built race cars and he would paint them. And he was like, "Well, this has got to be just like painting a thing." So he got a little thing, and he and he realized very quickly that he could paint those ducks really nicely by air painting, you know, using the little air gun to paint those little guys. And he would turn around and paint those little, those ducks and sell those. And those things went, but people bought those things like hotcakes. I guess people love ducks and they like roosters. I didn't realize people really liked roosters, but they do <laughs> roosters and chickens. <laughs> there are some people that really like roosters and chickens. And it was very fun painting it. I was like, oh, this would be cool. I'll paint it like this. And they were, but you know, I'm not a super big fan of roosters and chickens, but there are people out there that are people who are paying big money for roosters and chickens. <laughs> and let's see, my mom would, she, you know, and then of course the Christmas tree, she always loved the big Christmas tree. So I enjoy painting those too. Um, she just, that, and she would do vases and she, near the end of her career of the pottery, she was starting to get into the different techniques of making Ceramics, which is a low fire, it's not like pottery because pottery is high fire. Mm-hmm. That means you know how I told you I melted the I melted the toad and turned him into the pit frog. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't realize that at that point in time that um, different types of clays can only be fired to certain temperatures. Well, I saw this pretty glaze and I wanted that color on my frog, except for that that glaze was a high fire glaze. Well, I read the instructions on the back, painted my frog, and fired the kiln to five. 
Well, it melted that frog and everything else in that kiln that was made out of that low fire clay. <laughs> and it melted my big old frog, but I, I just couldn't bring myself to get rid of them. And it didn't turn out the pretty color that it was supposed to be because it wasn't, you know, it was one of my learning experiences, but I couldn't get rid of them. So I, I put him out into the pit and he's now the forever the pit frog. <laughs> Jabba the, Jabba pit, the frog. pit Frog. <laughs> Mark showed it to us the other day. It's awesome out there. I think Mark said he uh, has to remind himself that the frog is out there because he walks by and forgets and he starts to go, oh, what is that? <laughs> Freaks him out. Um, so before we go, how did you come up with the name for the company? Oh, I love Halloween. Um, so I like, I, I love doing Halloween decorations. Um, and also, you know, I like things flashy and um, you know, I'm not, I'm not super traditional, not really. So, and I'm not always the most well-behaved person, I suppose. <laughs> so I thought, like creations, that'll be good. Because also with that, it's a broad enough name. I can do ceramics. And if I decide, because I like doing other things too. So if I decided I wanted to do resin art or other things, there, I, I could branch out. It would be a name that I could fit a variety mm -hmm. of art into. And then also just sound cool. No, it is a great name. And um, is there anywhere else, or is there like um, a site that our viewers, depending on how many of them are, um, is there anywhere that they can like go online and find like like look and like um, find your work? Yeah, see, see what you I've got a website. Uh, it's wickedcreationsbytracy.com. And I'll give a little plug into Studio, Studio Peanut. She helped me put it all together and stuff, and, and get some pictures situated, and and brought me in from the you know the 80s into the 21st <laughs> century about design. You know, told me that you know I needed to spread out the buttons a little and round the edges, and <laughs> <laughs> that some fonts were no longer acceptable. And uh, <laughs> so she helped me. She helped me do that. But I've got my website. It's up and going. You can go on there and you can purchase things. I also have my Instagram. Um, again, Wicked Creations by Tracy, so you can check things out on my Instagram. Um, I haven't set that up yet to where you can buy anything yet because um, I'm still feeling my way through getting the shopping cart taken care of with the weight and all that kind of stuff. And that it, yeah. The business portion of that. My logistics manager is in charge of that. <laughs> <laughs> and they can, like, um, ask you, like, to paint like a pumpkin or something and then like they can choose oh, like, make colors a and like, mm -hmm. like a custom pumpkin. Or I take custom requests because if they see something on there that they like, but it's not in the color that they want. Say instead of the traditional red and green Santa, they want one that matches their living room and their living room is teal and light blue. Well, I'll match the coat and the pants to that and put the little names on the Santa of their children or their family. And it can, we can start off with saying nice at the top, or it can say naughty, <laughs> depending on, you know, how good the kids are. <laughs> or, you know, if they want something, you know, a little different, yeah, I can customize things. Um, every piece of work is unique because I come up with things kind of on the fly, so there's no way to duplicate it ever again. Not 100% because it's all handmade. Um, it's all hand-painted. Mm -hmm. But I really kind of you know, paint by the seat of my pants and what I'm feeling like. So it's whatever colors that come to my mind and whatever I can think of. You know, I'm thinking, this will look really cool. You know, and most of the time it works. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> but this stuff looks great. And then that's, it's all truly handmade, start to finish. 
So it's pretty awesome. And if it doesn't like ever come out your way that it wants to, you can find another use for it. We put it. I I figure that my my deck will be the um, what was that little show where the the land of the toys that nobody um, the wanted. The island of misfit toys. The island of misfit toys. Well, my deck will be the the, the deck of the misfit ceramic pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that'll be awesome. Once you uh, have shops all over the place, people can come here. It'll be the mecca, and they can tour the uh, the unique one-offs. Yeah. Well, great. This was fantastic. Thank you for making the time. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for taking the time to interview me. No, no problem. So definitely check her stuff out. Wicked Creations by Tracy dot com and Wicked Creations by Tracy on Instagram. Yes. Yep. And then check those because you'll. You put up like when you're doing the shows and stuff. Yes, right? and on my shows, we are doing a craft show in Alpharetta at the end of August, the 28th and 29th. So, any of your listeners that might be in Georgia, come up to Alpharetta and check us out. Awesome. Alpharetta Street yeah. Fair. Cool. Thank you for joining us. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. All right, guys. We'll check you out next time. Bye.